This is the Roots Student Ministry Podcast. We are based in Southern California, and our mission is for students to connect, grow, and go in their faith alongside other believers. If you would like more information about us, check out our website at icrossroads.org roots, or you can find us on Instagram and TikTok with the handle CSM Roots. Now, let's get into this week's message. Hey guys, my name is Kizaya, and today I get to continue giving you the sex talk. Well, not exactly that sex talk, but... What we're talking about today is very important. So I would consider myself a pretty good driver. I follow all the traffic rules and stay within the speed limit, all that good stuff. I've had my license for over three years now, but there's still one thing I struggle with, slowing down in time before stopping. I, for some reason, have a hard time gauging the distance when I need to brake. So there's multiple times where I've literally like hit the brakes. It's not fun. And if you've ever been in the car with me when that happened, I am so sorry. (laughs) The point is, I need to be more careful so that I don't cross the boundaries of the stop line and hurt someone. And what exactly does that have to do with the thing we've been talking about in this series? Well, everything. As we close out on the conversation about sex and sexual integrity, there's more to it all than we think. What's true of driving is true of sex. Boundaries are a good thing. Think about traffic here in the United States, or even just California. Can you imagine if streets had no lines, no markings, no space dividing from your lane from mine, no signage to say whose turn it is to fly through an intersection? That would feel really unsafe. And it's the same way with sex. Established boundaries are important. And while we probably all agree that having boundaries is good, none of us like being told no. Even if we're being told no by ourselves, we don't like it. The problem is that anytime that there's a boundary, we feel like it's limiting our freedom. And freedom is a great thing we want more of. I'll give you a little silly example. Let's say you got some money for your birthday. And let's say that your parent says that you shouldn't spend it all this upcoming weekend. You would think, what? That's wild. I'm 16 years old. I should be able to decide how I spend my own money. You wouldn't like it. But now, think about this. What if you, in an effort to save up for something like new shoes, decided to show some restraint and self-control with that birthday money? What if you decided to limit yourself? Then you remember the last time you tried to save for those shoes but spent it all on fast food after school. So you think, I can do it this time. I'm not going to spend more than $5 this weekend. After a while, you wouldn't like that either, would you? Even if you're the one who came up with this boundary, you still want to push against it. We like having space and freedom, and we don't like being told what we can't do. In some ways, the same is true when it comes to sex. From the start of this series, some of us may have immediately rolled our eyes and thought, oh, here we go, now we're gonna hear, don't have sex for the next few weeks, and you dreaded it. This could be true of people who've been sexually active and people who haven't. Sometimes, even if we're being told no and we agree, we still don't like it. On the flip side, none of us like the way it feels if our boundaries are crossed or pressured. If you've ever been asked to send a picture that you didn't want to send or you were guilted into going further physically than you wanted to go, then you know that feeling that came along with that. Whether or not you agreed to do it, you still didn't like the way it made you feel. In the same way, if you've ever been in the heat of the moment and placed pressure on someone else to do something, 
then once you came to your senses, you probably didn't like the way you felt about yourself either. So, while we don't like being told what to do, we also don't like the way it feels when lines are crossed or pushed. But what if limits and boundaries were never meant to be a bad thing? And what if they actually freed us up to make empowered decisions for ourselves? We're going to bring this series full circle by going back to the garden. And what I mean by that is back to the beginning when God created all of this and set it in motion. But before we do that, I want us to quickly look at another passage that we've talked about in this series. 1 Corinthians 6, verses 18 through 20. Flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits are outside the body, but whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Here's the thing. Humans are sexual beings. That means it's okay to have sexual desire, be physically attracted to someone else, and to be curious about sex. Sex is powerful and it's good. And because it's powerful and good, we're instructed to flee or run from sexual immor immorality and instead run towards sexual integrity. Paul is telling us that when we're about to cross boundary lines, we should go the other way. But what is a boundary? The dictionary defines a boundary as a line that marks the limits of an area. Think of it this way. A boundary keeps something out. What outside threats might try to attack your value of sexual integrity? How do you keep them out? Boundaries also keep something in. What's valuable enough to be worth protecting? Boundaries also don't have any gaps or loopholes. Think about a fence around a park or a fortress around a castle. It doesn't provide provide the safety if there are gaps or weak places. When it comes to sexual integrity, what would it look like to have a gapless boundary? Boundaries can also be seen from far away, whether inside or outside. How might you make your sexual integrity boundary obvious for yourself or for others? Some of you may be thinking, of course, this is when you tell us all the things that we can't or shouldn't do. You're gonna tell us about how sex is bad and we shouldn't do it. And if you feel that way, I get it. That's exactly how I felt back in high school. Even the conversations about sex felt shameful. It wasn't until years later that I realized that God's intention for sex wasn't for it to be shameful. When you go back to the garden where God created Adam and Eve, we read this. Genesis 2, verse 25. Adam and his wife were both naked, and they felt no shame. Why is this verse even included in the Bible? So we can see God's intention for people to be free, for Adam and Eve to be intimate with each other and feel no shame, for them to com be completely known without feeling dirty or bad about it. Were they sexual beings? Yeah, of course, God told them to make babies. This was simply the perfect world that God had created for them. Now, you might be thinking, that sounds good to me. Sign me up for that. They were free, which means they had no boundaries. No, I said they had no shame they still had boundaries. In fact, if you move forward a chapter, you read this verse. Check out what Adam said back to God. Genesis 3, verse 10. He answered, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked, so I, was, so I hid. Wait, what happened? First, they're naked and they felt no shame and now they're hiding because they're scared and naked? Naked and afraid? What happened in between these two verses is that Adam and Eve crossed the boundaries that God had set up for them. Once the boundary was gone, 
That's when they felt fearful and ashamed. Adam and Eve saw boundaries from the beginning. There was a boundary separating the sky and the earth, light and dark, and sea and land. Humans were placed within the garden. That was their boundary. There was a certain tree that they couldn't eat from. Again, a boundary. There was a place for everything, and every boundary that God created was for Adam and Eve's good. Boundaries are good, and boundaries are powerful. We see this all around us. People who set boundaries for their money are typically better in financial shape than people who simply buy whatever they want. People who have boundaries around their physical health typically feel better than people who don't. People who have boundaries around the way they talk to people typically offend fewer people. And it's the same in our sexual lives. When we decide that our boundary will be to live with sexual integrity, and we honor that boundary and the boundaries of others, we actually begin to experience the type of life and sexual integrity God designed us to. Now, as we wrap up this week in this series, please remember two things. These are two habits for you to put into practice because they'll be good for you. I promise they will move you toward more of the abundant life that God has for you. First, honor your boundaries. Start looking for healthy ways to implement boundaries in all kinds of areas of your life, not just in your sexual life. What could that look like? Here are a few ideas. Practice saying no. If you can practice saying no to small things, like watching a movie you don't want to see, hanging out with people you don't want to hang out with, or scrolling all night, even if you kind of really want to, it'll help you feel more comfortable saying no when the stakes are higher. You'll become more confident at using your voice to express what's not okay with you. Decide how you want to be treated. Determine right now what honor looks like to you. Set the standard for what's okay and what's not when it comes to how others treat you. Then tell someone you trust, someone who can look out for you and make sure you're getting the honor you deserve. Pre-deciding will help you stick to your standard and help you recognize when you're not being honored. Say something. It's possible that some of you have asked to be honored and not given your consent, which is another word for permission, but your voice wasn't respected. And because of that, you're dealing with things like guilt, shame, anger, and secrecy. That's a lot, and I'm really sorry. Please don't confuse your feelings of wrongs with feelings of guilt. No one should ever feel guilty for something that someone else did to them. What was done to you wasn't honor, but you need to know that you still deserve to be honored. You should still expect honor. One of the best ways you can expect honor is to say something and share what has happened to you with someone you love and trust, someone who wants to honor you by helping you through this experience in your past. Next, honor their boundaries. Be the kind of person who, who knows how to respect other people. Ask yourself, am I doing what's best for the other person despite what I want from them? Look at your choices, words, and behaviors. Then look at your relationships. Do you show honor in all of them? Understand that consent, permission, is the first step toward respect. Consent is definitely important and it's a huge part of honoring other people. But don't view your relationships, behaviors, and choices through the lens of what the other person said yes or didn't say no to. Instead, look at it through the lens of honoring what's best for them. Accept the no. Sometimes, one of the easiest way to honor others is to simply listen to their no. When someone tells you no, they mean it. So honor them by stopping right then and there. In addition, 
Sometimes you need to pay attention to the no that you feel in your conscience, even when you want to say yes, even when the other person is saying yes or isn't saying no. From the beginning, God's intention for sex wasn't for it to feel shameful. God wanted people to experience freedom and intimacy. God wanted it to be good. And part of what made it good was boundaries. So what if we actually experienced more of what God intended by practicing practicing these boundaries in our own lives. Imagine if it led to more freedom and less shame. This is what God wants for us, and this is what God will help us do. Boundaries are good, and boundaries are powerful. And that, my friends, is the end of this sex talk. Let's pray. Dear God, I just thank you for this day, and I thank you for everybody watching this message. I just pray that we can all learn to respect others' boundaries, but also respect our own boundaries, even if it is really hard to say no. We love you so much, and we just thank you for every single day that we are here. In your name I pray, amen.